Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 108. So it's been two and a half months since we last talked, so today we'll share some updates, we'll chat about where we've been, things we've been up to, and we'll go from there. So I think that's a very minimal setup, but we'll just get into it. Who wants to start with what they have in mind? Well, first, before we dive into our updates, we wanted to give a little um, podcast update. So for this new season of our podcast um we're gonna try to do a new format um we want to try to revisit episodes that we've recorded before because we realized we've already generated a lot of content and talked about a variety of topics so it would be a good time to go back and see if any of our opinions have changed about topics we've discussed before and maybe share a little bit of our reflections on the topics as well uh anything else to add me uh just that i'm excited i think i enjoy listening to when podcasters do that like do a little bit of reflection um because we have we've been doing this podcast now since what 2020 so three years now and i feel like as a person you do hope for change and growth so it'll be exciting to like go back and listen and then see if our opinions have changed or haven't um and then share it with you all i think that'll be a fun way to engage and maybe you all could share if you've changed or anything so yeah i'm excited for this but we'll still be bringing like our stream of consciousness uh maybe some topical episodes along the way but also takes the pressure off off of us to constantly be generating and creating something new from scratch every single time so it's good for both of us (laughs) but yeah yeah that's it um i guess we can talk about what we've been up to in those these past two and a half months um, it sounds like a long time, but also not really two and a half months. Um, yeah, so Lena already tossed it to us. So Sally, I'll talk it to you. <laughs> okay, back to me. Um, honestly, in the two and a half months, I feel like not too much has changed. The biggest thing that for me that has changed is within my school life. So um, back when I was last recording the episode in like early mid-February I was in a different lab my second rotation lab um and I did not know what the lab would be like yet like it was only like three weeks or so into the lab and little did I know um I would be having a rough time (laughs) in this lab because of a certain person um but it's okay like I moved past that and finished my rotation well uh, it was really nice getting to work with undergrads, which I think I uh, talked a little bit about when I was sharing my updates in the beginning of February. So basically, I had um, two projects where I was able to work closely with some undergrads on, and it was really nice getting to kind of mentor them and show them um, some of like the techniques that I already knew, but some parts are also new, so we were both learning at the same time. Um, and yeah, so that made me definitely want to hire an undergrad in the future to Mm. help me do some of my lab work. But uh, now I'm in my third rotation and this is the one that I was looking forward to the most. 
um, when I first started the program and even before I started the program. And it turned out to be like everything that I expected it to be, which is good. I had like high expectations about my time here. And I think everyone, like everything was met. Like everyone is really nice. My PI like spends a lot of time to teach me the new techniques. And like she's, she makes herself available to teach me, which is really like unique because I feel like a lot of PIs, they are all really busy. So it takes a lot of effort to train someone and to like put aside some of your work to train someone. So I really appreciate that. And um, now my PI is like away for conferences and like workshops for the next two weeks. So I'm kind of just um, on my own for the first time in this lab. Uh, But yeah, I think I'm going to choose this lab as my permanent um, lab for my PhD projects. And I will update you guys more once I do that and decide on the projects. But yeah, so far so good. Uh, nothing else has changed besides like schoolwork i think Mm. that's a big step right of like kind of finalizing or choosing what lab you are going to end up in for the rest of your time yeah i think so i mean the whole goal of our first year is to figure that out so i'm really glad that we got the opportunity to rotate and see different styles of mentorship because everyone does it like so differently and even Mm. like how they organize their lab like this my current pi she has a protocol for everything she has like a inventory list like you know exactly where everything is in her lab which is really helpful because um not to compare but like in my second (laughs) lab because there's a high turnover of like people working there um the records aren't kept really well and there was this one day where she was like go find this one dna plasmid and like we went through the excel sheet records she had but they were not up to date and so me and the two undergrads i was working with we were like digging through freezers like freezing Mm. our fingers off trying to find this tube of dna plasmid um and in the end we found like maybe one of the tubes that we were looking for but it was all like handwritten with no details of like what the concentration was so it was a mess um Mm. but yeah this lab is much more organized which i really appreciate linda yeah Mm -hmm. work updates we could do work updates before you know the personal social updates get that out of the way so (laughs) yeah Sally, it's great that you were able to do rotations before Mm -hmm. deciding permanently. I wish we could do that with job jobs because in the two and a half months, I changed jobs. I just remembered that because I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. the New York trip happened. But the New York trip happened because I had like a few days off from going from my previous job to starting my new job. So I think that's the main thing that happened it really feels like we're catching up with like a long distance bestie and (laughs) trying to organize my thoughts in Mm. a good presentation Mm -hmm. um so i think my job update was the major thing but it really pales in comparison for me to like outside of work um things that are happening but it might be time to cycle back into professional mode soon no no it's summer it's time for summer break mode no thinking Mm -hmm. oh 
<laughs> or at least that's how that's how I feel. Mm, um, we're on opposite mm-hmm. cycles then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are not synced. Our cycles are not synced. Wow. <laughs> Is this the return of the girl boss era then? Oh gosh, Linda. Sure. <laughs> like re- reluctant girl boss. Like, reluctant girl boss out reluctant. of necessity. Mm. What are your thoughts on changing jobs? Because this is your second time, I guess. It's not, like, new for you, but... Yeah, it feels like changing jobs two times, being three years out of college, is a lot. But I also feel like nothing's really changed. Like, I've been so stagnant professionally, which was okay for a long time. But now I feel like I've taken a mental break for long enough, and it's time to... I guess reevaluate what I want to do. And my new job is more, has better work life balance. So now I have actual time to think about developing in this way. Where before it was just like grind and survive at your nine to five. And mm-hmm. whatever time is left for you, you have to take advantage of it. But now there's, more freedom to loaf off, which is why my discipline has been like in the negatives recently. Oh my god, I've not heard the word loaf in so many years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know. Ning, do you have thoughts? I guess you're not really professional, it's salient right now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when I was thinking about this recap in this episode specifically, I think that, like Sally said, not that much has changed for me on paper. Like I'm in the same job, same house, you know, same routine. But I think like mindset wise, a lot has changed for me since the winter. So I guess since our last episode, um, I'm looking for a new job. So that's still in the process, but nothing has happened to the point where like, I can say I've switched jobs, but I definitely in the mindset of like looking to try something new, um, which I think I alluded to or like mentioned feeling uh, when we did our like New Year's resolution, like that kind of video or podcast. Man, it's been so long. That kind of episode of like, I want to have a new open mindset. Um, So I'm like looking for a new job. I'm open to trying new things and going to new places. So I have some trips lined up this summer that I'm really excited about. I've been meeting new people, um, being more open to like dating and things like that. So mindset wise, I think a lot has changed, which I'm excited to to talk about it. Also, it's fun to like catch you all up on, even if I don't have anything tangible to show for my, my, my efforts, but crossing my fingers, maybe something will happen at least in the job area so i'm not a girl boss i'm right now i'm just like waiting waiting to be excited about work again to be maybe a girl boss you know a dormant yeah dormant like it's sitting latent in me but it's not (laughs) fully expressed because i've just been at the same job for a while now so the enthusiasm Mm -hmm. is not quite there but yeah you need a catalyst Yeah, so hopefully after all these interviews, something will, it'll all pay off, but still waiting to hear back from that. Yeah, that's my, that's my updates. Growth mindset. Any life, (laughs) any life updates besides your job? 
Um, nothing on paper. I don't. I think yeah, like I said, it's like but pretty much on paper. Same. Okay, by on paper, I mean like I have nothing to. Like, what are you asking about life updates? Like dating updates or anything? Like friend anything updates? besides your job. <laughs> we can do all of it. We can start yeah. with. I can start with dating or start with friends. Well, yeah, relationships. I guess just in yeah. general mm-hmm. as a bucket, like friend wise, I'm still really close with my roommates. We've planned a few trips that I'm excited for that. If you had asked me like a year ago if I would have gone on a trip with my roommates, I would have said no. But now we've gotten to that stage in our relationship where I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to go. We're going to Miami and Alabama and uh, that's all (laughs) kind of like things or places I never really thought of going to. So that's exciting. Um, Our book club that you two are in is like doing really well or is doing well but may need to be revisited because the host is moving but like for the few books we've read i feel like it's kind of achieved what i wanted to achieve of like oh meeting new people having more like thoughtful conversations i'm glad you two are in it um dating wise i mean you all know the update but like i i did go on a date and it was a really good date so i'm not that i have the enthusiasm quite fully like back but it was a good experience and like Mm -hmm. i like feeling like oh yes that was a good first experience let me do that again so maybe i'll go on more dates this summer who knows but see it's nothing on paper springtime oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess that's a good way to describe it like the little bud like it's burgeoning you know it's like Mm -hmm. popping out of the grass but it's not by on paper i mean it right there's nothing to show like i have no actual new friends or a partner or anything to like present on a platter (laughs) 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 not that i need to but yes very Mm -hmm. budding so um i mean you two didn't talk about any relationship growth or social change but anything to add are you fully bloomed (laughs) you you reminded me of my roommate <laughs> by what? your update. So one of my roommates just moved out, Kate. She moved out yesterday, actually, mm-hmm. and we're getting mm-hmm. a new one. So that was my first time like going through the whole process of finding a roommate because I mm-hmm. feel like before I would just like when I was living in Frederick and looking for a roommate, I would just send a post in the group chat and then just like pick the first person available to look normal um (laughs) but this time we had like a full-on process we did like a search which kate helped us to do like the initial screening and then we invited a few people into our house to do a tour and interview them Mm -hmm. and then we ranked them by their pros and cons like that was a whole process yeah thank you so that was interesting i don't know if it was it was like strange also because we had a lot of requests and like the turnover was surprisingly really fast because we interviewed three candidates within like the same week or a week and a half and the person we were initially going to give the place to we told her like the next day after her interview but she rejected us because she already signed a new uh signed for a new place mm. so we had to give it to the second best option um which like she was really excited to give uh be given this chance because initially we we're only going to interview two people but then we we're like mm, i feel like two people is not statistically enough to make a decision <laughs> so then we interviewed her at the last minute 
and initially we rejected her from the interview so then all of a sudden we we're like oh you can go for an interview and then all of a sudden we we're like oh you got the spot wow <laughs> um but yeah so we chose the roommate and like i feel like it was also a bonding process for me and my existing roommates mm. to like do mm-hmm. this whole process together mm-hmm. um but yeah, that was interesting. And then now we're going to have a bunch of change in the house, I'm sure, once the new roommate moves in. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of know what you mean about the bonding. Like, I feel like when uh, my roommates did the interview process to fill a spot, we definitely mm-hmm. bonded over and it was good, like a good refresh of what we're looking for in a household. Yeah. So I actually, I liked the process when we did it last fall a lot. I feel like it brought us close, but it could be stressful, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> it's probably less stressful being on the other side of it instead of being the one looking for mm-hmm. housing. You get to. I felt make less stressed because Kate offered to look for us because she was breaking the lease early. So mm-hmm. really, all we did, like me and my other roommate, myself, we just like waited for her to send the real candidates to us. After so you she didn't did have a to whole do vibe check. Yeah, you didn't have to do any of the, like the outreach. The, yeah, the outba- no, no. What do they call it? outbound marketing? Like, yeah, we didn't do any of that. They she all came posted to you. in like ten different group chats. She got all the messages. She mm-hmm. did all the initial video screenings, and then we did like oh, that's the in person. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like the most tedious part is just like the the search and yeah. posting. But like when they mm-hmm. come flooding to you, then you feel so wanted. Yeah, and like I yeah, have so much house. power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. I think that's really the only update I have. I'm still dating Kevin. That's my still. relationship update. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> we are not engaged as per popular belief. I've had Wait, like really? I had like five people come up to me and ask if we were engaged because of like we posted a couple Priscilla's. pictures on Instagram oh, because yeah. our friend Priscilla offered to take a couple of photos for us. Um and like Ming said something about like where's the ring in the comments? I was joking. I was joking. And then everyone thought it was serious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you started are, are this- they like they were they friends that came up and asked or like kind of random? Yeah, like yeah, no, my friends, but probably like not my closest friends. I think. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, you were not cute to ask me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't talked to her in a while, so maybe that was why. But. Yeah, yeah. People came up and asked me if we were engaged, <laughs> and it was did- awkward to be like, "No." <laughs> uh, did that make you feel uncomfortable? Of like, wow, they they expect maybe, or like it wouldn't be that surprising to them. Um, I don't think it was uncomfortable, like because we have been talking about like future plans, like me and Kevin. Mm. So mm. it's not not gonna happen. <laughs> just don't know when it's not gonna be like in the new near future on but. every single instagram post i'm gonna comment show us oh the my ring gosh. i want to see the ring <laughs> just stir it up a little bit kevin mm. if like if he got any inquiries i think some i think he did get some questions too about it wow oh okay. i'm sure he loved that why <laughs> i don't know it's just like um i i've never been in that situation but it, it seems like it would be stressful on the one hand of like oh man like people actually think we could be engaged mm-hmm. but also on the other hand it's like wow people think that we could be engaged you know 
<laughs> like we've been you know there's a societal of like societal expectation of like we've been dating long enough and we seem close enough or whatever mm. to be like it could be realistic that we are engaged yeah i guess so I if you put it that way came out of nowhere like it that's wasn't true yeah a you dumped them or you truly dumped well, she dumped them on us <laughs> and then I felt bad because she put like a lot of effort into editing and taking them. So I was like, I should show them to the world. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's why. <laughs> mm. You like throws all this sense. So when you dump like your actual engagement pictures, people would be like, oh, this this routine again. <laughs> I'm never going to show the ring. Not Wait, even the I remember ring. Uh, a couple that we all follow on Instagram from Tassa did something similar where they were like, they posted uh, a dump of photos that looks really like engagement, like like on a bridge and like he's like behind her kind of thing. And there were so mm-hmm. many comments of like, is this an engagement? And I even remember asking you all or asking some other mutual friends if like this was an actual engagement. And then like maybe like a few months later, they actually got engaged and it was another one of those dumps. And at what first, was the first I was like, one then? this is a joke, but that is all the ring. <laughs> the first one, I think it was just a similar to you all where like someone just took their photos oh. it was um justin lou and his oh, girl. okay i remember but yeah of course so. it was them <laughs> not unprecedented but mm-hmm. linda where is your dump will there we be are. a dump there will be no dump <laughs> how does Russell <laughs> feel about being on your instagram does he not mm. like it is he? Oh, he doesn't have Instagram, so he, he wouldn't yeah. know. True. But would he mind if he like found out that you posted him? Because I know he doesn't really like taking photos of himself. Mm, I mean, I have posted on my story, but I don't think I posted like anyone on my on the the feed, right, Ming? On mm, like a post, the hard launch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I feel like it's my social media is kind of like. Just, be all about me mm-hmm. and i don't know i guess like whoever you're dating is a part of that but mm, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel like that's such a healthy perspective on of your instagram page like whenever you you've said that to me before we're like it's my instagram so it should be me and mm-hmm. i i heard you say that and wish that i had that mentality because I am not like obsessive over Instagram, but I do think of how I'm perceived on there a lot. Like that's why I like post stuff and then archive things or like bring it back and like, mm-hmm. you know, switch it up a bit because I, I'm thinking of like how people view me. And I guess that's mm-hmm. not that healthy, but um, yeah, always thinking like, am I posting too many of my friends? Or like when I was dating my ex, like too many photos with him. Is it not enough of me? You know, but mm-hmm. Yeah, like the formula for a photo dump. Have you seen that on yeah. TikTok where it's like a photo yes, yourself yeah. with your friends and like a food and like a landscape picture? Like you need to have all of them to have a complete photo dump. Even though a photo dump is like just your pictures that yeah. you want to share. Like what happened to uh, keeping it casual? That was... Oh, okay. I <laughs> see. Thing, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I see. <laughs> I did it on my Instagram story. I was thinking about bringing that back recently, actually, because I do miss that, like freedom but i know what you're talking about linda i've definitely seen like um i've seen it at the tiktoks of it being like millennials saying gen z's nowadays this is how i would post if i was gen z and it's like they take a perfectly good photo and they like zoom in so it's really grainy and then they have like a screenshot and then they 
<laughs> you know, because I think the the Gen Z photo dumps are curated in a certain way where mm-hmm. like instead of being overly perfect like millennial posts were, now they're going on the opposite. Oh, it's the one end. where it's like super zoomed in, like yeah. random shots of like random, like a zoomed in shot of their food yeah. from like dinner or things like that. Or like a, uh-huh. at the end there's always like a meme or like an ugly photo like quote unquote <laughs> ugly photo yeah. of them. Yeah. So even though it's like supposed to be a dump, like Linda was saying, it's like somehow There's curated a, a curated dump. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I wish I could see what people would think of me when they see my social media. Because I posted mm. on Instagram like earlier today and I like went to my profile and like looked through it. I think I do that every time I oh, post yeah. something either to my story or to like <laughs> to the feed. I'm like, if mm. someone checked my profile out right now, like what would it look like? And I don't know. I just like can't resist the strong urge. Dude, I do that all the time, especially when I meet someone new and they follow me on Instagram. I always go and look. I immediately I switch into um one of my other accounts because I have like this podcast one, the one I do for work. I switch into it so that I can see it as like someone who's like following. Is it different? Huh? Is well, it different from looking at it like yourself? It's like slightly different because when you're logged into your own account and it has like edit profile or whatever, uh, like I want to see the raw, like what it would actually <laughs> look like what? to a person. So I'll like switch accounts and then I'll go and peruse it. I'd be like, <laughs> be in the mindset of like, what would they think of me? Yeah, I definitely do that, mm. Linda. Perception, the idea of being perceived, especially on social media. Um. Like, sometimes I'll, like, randomly stay up late and, like, go and archive a bunch of, like, Facebook posts or, like, even I did this the other night. I, like, looked myself up on incognito, just Googled myself to see if there was anything I needed to, like, remove. The first thing that shows up when I Google myself is this podcast, actually. Or it's oh. one of the top hits. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll find this podcast too easily. I know. Um, like, what if you just so my classmate just randomly googled me and found yeah. it? Yeah, like no one at school knows about this podcast. I removed. I had it on LinkedIn for a little bit, actually, and I was like, what? "Why do I have it on LinkedIn? You guys don't have it on LinkedIn. I'm taking it off." But I removed it this past week. Also debated removing it from my Instagram bio, as you all know. So it's too easy to find it, but also we're like. That's kind of what we want, right? Like, mm-hmm. like when we talk about when we swing up and down with our enthusiasm for this podcast and like when we're in a lull, like when I'm in my peak, like I want this podcast to be famous. Then I want everyone to find it, put yeah. it everywhere. But in my lulls, I'm like, this is too easy. Like literally all my confessions are out there on a public Instagram, on a public <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But you can't complain about it or else you sound like, duh, like you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's more like authentic to be like famous without like, like reluctantly, without employing tactics or like put your whole chest like in kind of. Yeah. Cause without you know, annoying all your friends about it and stuff. Yeah. Like they're not trying too hard, but yeah. still being popular kind of. Mm. Yeah. But it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how it works these days. You have to, like, when I think of, like, some of the quote-unquote influencers, like, micro-influencers we know on Instagram, they work so hard at that. 
And I don't think you I have like ever... a posting schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a whole yeah, you routine. Have to be consistent. And it's very yeah. transparent because we're so used to seeing influencers now that like it's very obvious. They're not doing it casually. So like I could never do that because the idea of being perceived as trying hard at being an influencer is just <laughs> it's too much. It's the purpose of being an influencer. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that was a, a tangent. Anyways, but where were we? <laughs> the polls. Speaking of Instagram, we could talk about our Instagram poll, which leads us to New York. See the connection. Okay, the poll okay, so, was yeah. The, <laughs> it was asking what the audience wanted for our next episode, and Ming posted this while we were still on the break. And I think the options were talking about our New York trip, which was with the three of us. And then I think it was like relationships and their work or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most popular, popularly picked one was the New York trip. But we'll talk about all of them anyway. But oh, I yeah. Guess- the poll was just, that was pointless. The poll was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> just for some engagements. Yeah. We talk about what we want on here. <laughs> but anyways, for some context, the New York trip was actually our officially first trip together as the three of us as the tripod (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, so yeah it was a short trip just over the weekend we took friday off and then we trained over to no no we bus over we bus over to new york city uh stayed in a hotel for like two nights and then bus ourselves back to maryland um along the way we just like stayed you stayed in the lower part of East Side, mm-hmm. and it was pretty close to Chinatown, so you're eating there like every day. <laughs> and then we also spent one day in Brooklyn and saw our good friend Kathy from Tassa, which she's now the head chef of this Taiwanese, like a pretty popular Taiwanese restaurant in Greenpoint called Wen Wen. And yeah, we were able to see her there and like catch up and hang out a little afterwards which was really nice and unexpected really because mm-hmm. we all were like oh we don't we haven't talked in a while like we're not that close to kathy we don't know if she'll want to like hang with us maybe we'll just say hi to the restaurant and that's it but it turned out to be much more of like a kathy night than we anticipated <laughs> which is really like heartwarming that we could still connect even after all this distance and time Mm-hmm. Do you, that was a very good memorable. synopsis. Very good summary, <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are you saying, Linda? Oh, just agreeing with Sally that that was the most memorable part of the trip because it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the whole trip, the heartwarming was a really good word to use, Sally, because I feel like I came away from the trip feeling very full, just like physically because we ate a lot of good food, but also like emotionally or whatever full because like you mentioned it was like our very first time traveling just at the three of us which is when I say that that seems almost impossible like how was that the first time after we've known each other for how many years now like 10 years but it was a very good trip and my expectations were actually very high for it because of that reason I was like okay it's the three of us we get to do whatever we want there was no really set agenda I think the only thing we had fully planned was that reservation at one one otherwise we could do whatever and it was really nice just to be the three of us and no no extra friends or partners or whatever mm-hmm. and then yeah the serendipitous like hanging out with kathy because we knew we were gonna see her at the restaurant 
but it's like when you're not that close to a friend, so you're not sure like how much time you'll actually talk. Like it could have been small talk for all we know, but then yeah. to spend the whole night with her was like really cool. And it brought back a lot of good nostalgic memories of like college and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something nice that came out of it too <laughs> was in, during the restaurant, um, we challenged each other to text our bigs <laughs> to kind of revive oh, yeah. the Tassel spirit. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That was kind of cute. And I ended up getting um, lunch with my big afterwards as a result of that. So, yeah, it was like one event led to another. Mm-hmm. Taz mm-hmm. and revival. Sometimes it feels good when you reconnect with someone that you're kind of timid about or you're not sure how they remember you or if they miss you or anything yeah. like that. I felt that way with Kathy and less so with my big but kind of that same feeling and then when it's like affirmed that they miss you or they do want to hang out with you it's like mm-hmm. wow like i had no idea yeah mm-hmm. i feel that way about some of our guests on the podcast i think the last time we had a long conversation with kathy was on the podcast mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she was a guest because that was after we had graduated we're no longer seeing each other in mm-hmm. tassa and also i remember reaching out to heather and being like oh like she's gonna like ignore my message or <laughs> like not want to do it but it was really nice to have her come on even though we haven't talked to in a while to I guess have them have them on on mm-hmm. here and I mean as you said like reaffirm that because you don't know where you stand with others sometimes and I guess it's good to err on the positive side but I always err on like the the um, negative the more oh, definitely negative side. yeah 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 it's a defense mechanism so you yeah, don't feel disappointed don't, exactly set the bar low you know like yeah. they probably don't even remember me like i'm such a worm or like <laughs> 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 yeah like what you said linda they probably won't even respond and then you're like really pleasantly surprised when they do yeah and that makes me like wonder like if there's other people in my life that like feel that way about me like maybe i should out- reach out more i don't know but any other thing connected to new york i mean the food was really good and i liked kind of that we just we walked a lot which we walked a lot but <laughs> i liked that sense of like kind of wandering especially in the area area we were in it wasn't as busy as like you know manhattan like mid city so it was nice to it felt like we could wander or take our time a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's like the exploring, yeah. the backpacking in New York. Backpacking. Backpacking, <laughs> literally. Yeah, well, I would do it again with you guys. Good thing. Good experience. I guess we are <laughs> in the summer. I'm excited for that trip. So yeah. we have mm-hmm. uh, the three of us have a plan to go to New York and then go to Philly. And I'm excited for Philly because I've never fully explored it. And mm-hmm. and just spend more time with the, the three of us together. It will be fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten to the point where similar to maybe like midway through college where we're all doing our own things. And yeah, we live in the same city, but it's always nice when we do end up coordinating that one dinner a week or like the time at the gym. And then especially going trips like outside of the city is really nice when that aligns up, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's no like outside distractions and it's like 
your focus is just to have fun or like plan what's the next thing on the itinerary. So it's really relaxing to just like put everything down and like focus on traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do want to do more trips, bigger trips. Well, you have a big trip coming up, right? Oh, yes, I do. I guess we're pivoting into trips now. Um, so for the summer, my big trip that I have planned is going back to Hong Kong finally with my whole family, uh, my mom, my dad, and my sister. So we're going to go back to Hong Kong in June and visit family, my mom's side of the family, who are all there, and also a short one-week trip to Taiwan in addition to that. Uh, but yeah, this will be really good to like go back to Hong Kong because it's been... I don't even remember. I think the last time I went back was like 2017, I want to say, like way before COVID. And I was thinking of going back that time when we went to Taiwan in 2020, 2019-ish. No, 2020. Um, but I didn't end up going because that was like during the protests and it seemed mm. a little unsafe. But looking back, I kind of regretted not going because I had the time like during my break to go back and... Then COVID hit and no one was able to go back. But anyways, so now we are going back this mm -hmm. summer and i um, going to see family. And yeah, and another thing that has been happening since COVID and like the last time we visited Hong Kong is my grandma's health is like getting worse a little bit. So uh, it'll be good to like visit her. She recently had a stroke and is in the hospital now. So mm. um, hopefully by then she'll be a little more recovered. Um, but she's like immobile on her left side um, because of the stroke. So we're all like really worried. And it's like it sucks being all the way here in America whenever things like mm. this happen to her because we just like all we can do is wait for updates from Hong Kong people to give us. And we're like at their mercy because we don't know what's going on and like how serious this the situation is so yeah it'll be good to see her in person mm. um, was the was the trip planned before or yeah it was planned before we were mm. i mean we've been talking about it for a long time we've just been waiting on the border to open um mainly and like for us all to, to all be free mm -hmm. but um yeah we planned the trip maybe like a month or so ago like fully planned it and then we heard about the news like two weeks ago about my grandma's oh. stroke so yeah that happened out of like out of nowhere um mm. because she's been doing like relatively okay she's had a few like falls and at the beginning of covid she had a visit to the hospital because of seizures but like recently she's been okay pretty stable and then suddenly like things can change so fast mm -hmm. when you're older i feel like so mm -hmm. yeah we never know when we'll get this chance to like all visit her again Mm. well it's a good thing you have the trip then already set yeah so mm -hmm. you don't have to scramble to yeah yeah the flight tickets are so expensive <laughs> even oh, for yeah. like a trip we plan in advance it was like um the cheapest flights we could get are 1500 each round trip oh. um but like right above that is 1800 and I only found the 1500 flights because of this website called Skip Lagged, which I don't know if people know about this, but I saw <laughs> it on TikTok. <laughs> it's not sponsored, <laughs> but I actually found like really cheap flights through this website. Um, like normally I go through like Expedia or like booking.com mm -hmm. to see if they have cheaper flights than like the source airline company. But yeah, 
I was able to find some Uber flights this time, but they're still going to take us so long. We have like two stops per each way. So like really? the shortest flight to Hong Kong, we still have to take 24 hours to get there. And then to come back, our trip is like 42 hours because there's uh-uh. like an overnight layover in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Overnight? And that was like the best deal too. Um, so yeah. It'll be an interesting okay. traveling experience. I'll have to tell my mom about this website because she also just got her visa approved oh. to go and mm-hmm. visit my grandma. And we we're looking at flights and it's so expensive and we're kind of illiterate when it comes to the points and the mileage and things mm-hmm. like that. So just like whatever I feel the that way too. is, is <laughs> mm. uh, like there's no yeah. way to make it go down really. And yeah, the travel to asia is like 40 hours long and my mom is like oh i don't want to do like because they send you to like dubai and like to egypt oh my god to go in. i was like oh yeah my, my middle-aged mother is gonna have to do like 48 hours of mm-hmm. traveling like alone to oh she's going go alone you yeah, should go with her Linda. oh my gosh the rest of us don't have visas so oh. yeah can you apply i'm not sure what the i'm not sure what the process is for that um i don't know maybe she just wants it to be like time with her mom instead of like a family trip Mm -hmm. too but we haven't set a date yet because it's so expensive right now yeah Mm. should go during the off season since she can be more flexible with that Mm -hmm. yeah anyways so what are you guys' (laughs) travel plans (laughs) (laughs) Luna, why don't you go? <laughs> so I feel like I've revealed this before, but going to but not London to our besties, our pod besties. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you call them? You're like it's like catching up with our bestie. <laughs> this oh, is oh, like oh, a boomer trying to be hip with the Gen Zers. <laughs> no, Luna said it. She said it. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> that's it that's it (laughs) they didn't they probably didn't hear me with my big mouth talking over you (laughs) repeat yourself going to london in june for a week with with (laughs) my boyfriend and his parents period yeah period I'm not sure what there is, what else there is, because are you what excited? are you looking forward to? Like, are you are you excited? How do you feel about it? I don't know. I feel like I've never gotten this con- like confirmation of people before, so I kind of don't know what to expect. Also, I don't know what I'm, what to plan for. So that's why I don't have anything to report because like, are the parents doing the planning? Because mm-hmm. I'll just follow. I'll just follow them around mm-hmm. like whatever i mean when it comes to traveling i'm more about i guess i'm not pressed to really go anywhere or see any anything specifically it's just whatever happens oh my god so, you're the worst person to bring yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait okay this reminds me of when we like plan for trips and sally and i have like a full document up and we put ideas in the list mm-hmm. we send the list to linda and we're like add stuff she adds like one restaurant <laughs> one bookstore oh okay, but it looks good it looks nice already nothing to add 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you sound like I guess not surprising, but you sound calmer than I would feel, I think, if that was the situation. Because I would be like asking my boyfriend, I need the itinerary day by day. I need to know when we're gonna see your parents, how much we're gonna hang out with them, what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Even like talking to Tony about, so Tony's my roommate, but talking about the Alabama trip, it's going to be with her parents or they're going to be there. And I already have started asking her, like, are they expecting us to eat dinner with them every night? Like, should we bring anything? Like, da 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 da. And like, just anything that has to do with parents. I'm so like, I want to be well prepared. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my yeah. best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and Linda's just like, yeah, yeah, lend it. Okay, because I've given up on him giving me any information but i've already met the parents and they're really nice so i think that was the major apprehension so it's good that i met them in dc Mm -hmm. before being with them for our first time meeting london's a relatively like pretty big trip right you haven't been to europe at all before Mm -mm. oh wow i didn't realize yeah i haven't been to europe at all Mm -hmm. i haven't traveled internationally at all since Besides Taiwan? Taiwan, yeah. Wow. No thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) You don't care for your... Feeling a little rusty with this podcast. (laughs) Like, I don't... I don't know. I feel like I have no connection to Europe, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that London's really historical and... It's yes, yeah. Okay, giving us nothing. (laughs) I kind of okay. Maybe I will add in. I kind of liked when I I was really young when I went to Europe, and I didn't go to London. But um, like now, looking back as a you know adult, I kind of want to go to Europe just because I feel like I can fully be a tourist in Europe or in Mm -hmm. predominantly white countries or spaces because it's like i don't look like i have grown up there or you know are native necessarily so it's like you can fully lean into being a tourist you can do all the touristy things and like that's what's expected of you almost whereas when i went to taiwan i know i talked about this on the podcast or previously of like it was really nice because if you've you've like what do you call that you um blended in so well and like I felt like I was getting a lot just culturally and just being in that environment. And like, I, I always talked about how like, Oh, like the, even the subways, it was low enough that a short person could reach because it's made for people like us. Um, But I feel like that comes with a lot of, or at least for me, it came with a lot of like thinking about my identity and culture and, you know, going home to Asia, that sort of thing. Whereas like with Europe, you can just like brain off, no thoughts, just like, enjoy being new to an area not having any expectations around it yeah i agree Mm -hmm. with that but also on the flip side i i mean for like way much different reasons than you like i really enjoy being in asia and like pretending to blend in i know i'm like not like the perfect like me fall well i say not fall (laughs) they're like in the land but i'm not like the perfect asian um but i like like challenging myself to like blend in mm. and i feel like really proud when like they don't catch me as a foreigner you know mm. stuff like that mm. um 
But yeah, I'm excited to go into Hong Kong because of that and also getting to practice my Chinese speaking, mm. which like here, I really don't have that many opportunities to practice my Cantonese. And I feel like it's getting really rusty. Like the only people I can speak to are my parents and I only see them once a week. So yeah, mm. that is something to look forward to. Like being just being like immersed in the culture that I feel like was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so like different being in Taiwan and not hearing English in public like mm-hmm. at all the only English would be us talking to each other and I felt like we stood out so much in <laughs> in public um but all right going back to my thoughts on London my main thought is his parents that's my thing I'll just be like I could be with his parents like anywhere but that's the I guess the main point of preparation mm-hmm. yeah. how do you address his parents loose, I guess. Oh, oh. Huh? Oh. how do you address his parents I don't trust them <laughs> <laughs> were you nervous to meet them in DC a little bit but not particularly because I feel like I'm mm. an unproblematic person to meet parents with <laughs> yeah so you think you'll be close to them or are they like parents and like just that you don't think you'll be friends is it possible to be friends with someone's parents i there are some parents when tony's parents came over they were like fully jumping into our household dynamic like it was very i say strange because it's just unfamiliar like it was I've never interacted with parents in that way where they like they want to hear all the stories, all the like stories of us going out and they brought drinks and it was just like very let loose. And even with your parents, the two of your parents, I feel like besides my own parents, those are who I feel like the most familiar, okay, comfortable mm-hmm. with. I would never <laughs> I would never like talk that way just cuz that's not how the mm-hmm. dynamic is and so seeing that with someone else's parents that you're meeting for the very first time is very disorienting. So, mm. I think so it's the possible, Alabama but... trip, you'll be like hanging out with them. I know. I'm kind of nervous about that because mm-hmm. um, that's just not a dynamic. Like I'm most comfortable with the type of relationship you have with someone's parents where you say hello, you talk about work or school or whatever, and then you just go off and you do, do your thing. own thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not used to like hanging out with the parents and like grabbing a beer or catching up with them. <laughs> like that's strange. Um and I, I just get nervous around people with authority anyway. <laughs> but, it's like they're forcing you to be friends because they're like the people in authority, but they also like want to be with you. So you can't reject them. Right. Because like they're they are at the end of the day, they're still authority yeah. figures. It's kind of like what if you ever have like a boss or someone like older than you who wants to mm. be like, tell, like my boss the other day was talking about how she went on a date. And like with any other person, with someone of my age, I would also be like, oh, yeah, I also just went on a date. Let me like yada, yada, yada. But with her, I was just like, oh, good. Nice to know. Like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) you know, very awkward. (laughs) But do you have any feeling of what it will be like in London? Do you think, Linda, or that's what you're like, just still thinking about how it might the dynamic might be? Mm. I feel like when we were hanging out in DC, things were very easy, and 
they were very um it's casual to be around and it's just interesting to see like how someone will result from their parents and like how similar they are or like how different they can be and I guess like watching parents as sometimes I forget that my parents are in a relationship but mm-hmm. when I meet other mm-hmm. parents it's like looking at them as you know their their couple their partners and seeing that dynamic is also really interesting because it's really different like older couples than like couples our age how they act with each other sometimes it's cute to see um like the more mature version um Mm -hmm. yeah because i still feel like it's i'm really inexperienced when it comes to relationships Mm. really yes why well i'm i feel like i'm very inexperienced so Mm -hmm. i guess guess it's three years yeah, yeah. Versus like, like twenty years. There's yeah. Oh, so yeah. Much I guess it's, yeah, it's all relative, scale. right? Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I always look up. Okay, not look up, but I always look to you as someone who has had more experience than I have, and I'm like, oh, Linda has done this or knows what she's talking about. I mean, Sally, you too. But I just, yeah, it's it's funny hearing you say that you have. You feel like you have no experience when, I guess, compared to like, yeah, long term married couples, we are all babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no thoughts on that. <laughs> you guys, this is why it took us so long to come back to the pod. We're, uh, we're still out of. <laughs> So, still so rusty. We're nearing the one hour mark. <laughs> That's why. Our brain is so, like oh, shut off. Oh, last brain cell is <laughs> yeah. fighting to stay alive. <laughs> I mean, I think we, we pretty much covered everything that we wanted to. It, mm. Like we said at the top, it's only been two and a half months. Like a lot can happen, but like also that's that's barely a, that's not even a semester. That's kind yeah. of nothing. So, mm. I mean... When it comes to like the macro level, it's hard to oh, talk yeah. about stuff yeah. because you're like, how do I? Because I'm like, oh, like we went to Dumbarton this weekend and then we like did mm-hmm. all of this, which is easy to do. But like the, the it's like our regular yeah. scheduled calls with William where we only see him like <laughs> once every two months. Mm-hmm. So we're like, there's nothing big that happened, but every week we do something, little mm-hmm. something. But maybe next next time we'll have more little updates for you guys. I feel this way when I journal of like, I could sit down and just do a bullet point of like everything I did and that's that. Mm-hmm. But like, it takes a lot more like, uh, kind of different thinking to be like, okay, and what does this, how did this make me feel? And what are my thoughts on this, you know, instead of just like bullet points. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's, this is the podcast, the the verbal version of journaling. It's like, our podcast episodes would be like 10 minutes if all we did was like a bullet point list of what we've been up to, but to like expand on it and talk about it, it's a lot longer. I was going to say, I'm excited for this season that we're doing because I don't think we've ever recorded during the summer, like full summer. Like we've all, oh, yeah. it's always taken a break. break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just watching the sunset um, through my window and I was like, wow, it's, it's 8 PM and the sun is just now setting like that's a new view for the podcast. 
um, or like while I'm podcasting. So maybe that'll means we'll have more interesting updates to share or we'll just be so unorganized because we'll be traveling all over the place and it'll be the most inconsistent season. Who knows? The end? (laughs) (laughs) No. What? If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.